Super Talk Mississippi media production. Specializing in Ford, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Rams. CorinthAutoGroup.com and FordOfCorinth.com, where cars and happy drivers meet. Visit us now in person or online with the experience you deserve. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio today, which always makes me super happy. And we get to combine the love of football with the love of something good, which is always uh, fun for me, and I think it's a good thing. Joining us is Miss Natalie Hughes. She's an eight-year-old who has grown up faster than maybe she had to due to some, some tough circumstances, but she has a love for the Bellhaven University Blazers, and they are showing that love back, and we're going to learn more about her story. Her dad, John, also joins us today in the studio. So, hey, Natalie. Hello. How are you doing? I am great. So you just got into central Mississippi. Where did you and your dad drive from? We drove from, like, to get here? Well, yeah, where's home? Where, okay, so home is in Greenville. We Mm -hmm. drove all the way here to meet you guys. I am very excited to be here. And you're very, you're a big football fan, I hear. Yes. You're at least a Bellhaven University Blazers fan. Yes. Okay, so I love this story, um, Natalie, but but unfortunately it starts because maybe life threw you a little bit of a curveball. Would you like to share with us what life has looked like uh, for you at eight? Yes. So once I turned eight, things started a bit more to go uphill with Mm -hmm. my disease and stuff. So when did you start feeling sick? Probably it started after I got home from the beach 12 days later. I think I was either four or five years old, three or four, I don't know. And You were five. I was five, and it was a really nice surprise, and I thought at first, oh, this is just going to be like some short thing, but it really wasn't. Turned into something a little bit um, different, and da- yeah, long. and long. Dad, that's every, any parent's worst nightmare is to sort of you know come home from the beach and be sick. Okay, no, number it was, one, <laughs> it was definitely horrible. So help us kind of understand the journey she has been over, been on for the last couple of years. But I'm glad to hear we're on an upswing. Like she said, at five she was diagnosed with aplastic anemia, which is a pretty uncommon disease or condition. Uh, her bone marrow stopped producing blood, and the bone bone marrow just essentially died. I guess is the way to say it. But um, it's uh, quite a few months in the hospital with blood transfusions, platelet transfusions, uh, countless medicines. You know, 
couldn't fight infection. Just, it was horrible. But uh, so they did a treatment, and we were kind of limping along with you know monthly. I think we got the best we got was that monthly before your transplant monthly visits to the hospital. You know, it would up and down, mm-hmm. and then were y'all coming here to Jackson? We were to to Children's, right? Uh, and then it just kind of took a turn for the worse, and the medication and the treatment that she had failed, and we battled back and forth with that for a little while, and then finally the the end result was a bone marrow, yeah, a bone marrow transplant, and that was February. February 24th, I believe, was the day that she had it. Of this year? Of this year. All right. And then Things are looking up. She did the isolation, and that was horrible. She's had to be a, a not-so-kid-kid a, a not for quite a while. But, Natalie, you have a smile on your face, and you've seemed to say strong and fight through. Where do you get your little fighting spirit from? Well, I... Okay, so it just depends on family. I realized I have two options. I can sit in this hospital bed all day and not get to succeed in life and just die right there and then and there. and or, or I can keep my life going and keep having adventures like I do and keep having a happy life and actually work with somebody here. You're pretty wise for eight yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, because she, we really all have those two options, uh, maybe on different levels every day. Natalie, we can either sit and wallow in, in what life has thrown at us, or we can choose to continue our adventures and have a positive, positive outlook. And I know that helps too when you've got people rallying around you, which obviously the Bellhaven University Blazers has been a part of that. Yes. Do they get? A, do they make you happy? Yeah. Once they showed up, I was kind of in a, like, kind of confused. Like, I thought they were just there to support me like everyone else. They were. And I didn't know what kind of standard it would go to until this moment. So, so Dad, how did that connection happen? With Because, you know, I mean, being in Greenville, unless you have a family connection. Right. Yeah. Yeah, family friend. One of, one of the family friends goes there to Bellhaven as part of the team and Coach McCorkle reached out and he's he's a, an amazing person and he wanted to show support and said do you mind if we come and cheer her on and I said well yeah that'd be awesome you can't come inside we're you know we're locked in the bar, or the transplant unit and I said but we have a, a really good view of the, the outside entrance and he said I'll tell you what we're going to show up. I said, cool. And it just happened to be. It was a, wasn't a so great time in the process of the transplant. She was having some complications, and we're being transported down to the PICU that day. So we were waiting on them to show up, and she got cheered on and taken downstairs, and or upstairs, I guess. What was it feel like to see all those big cornbread-fed boys <laughs> come to cheer, to cheer you on, Natalie? It was actually amazing, and what surprised me the most is they walked 
they walked all the way there just to see a normal human being, and I felt really. I would say you're pretty special. Well, and special, but just to see a human being. Well, they put time into it too. They had signs. They had they had the works doing somersaults out front. Yep, it was pretty awesome. So it, it goes to show that a simple act of kindness can go a long way for someone who's having a hard day. Yeah. For sure. And it didn't stop there because they decided to just sort of take you in and make you their their little sister. You got to be something special. You are something special, but you got to hold a special spot. What's the tradition they have there at Bellhaven? Well, every football game, they flip a coin, and I got to do that. But unfortunately... But just asking about the walk. Yeah, but that's cool, too. Yeah. To the walk, how did you... How, tell us about the walk that you got to do. I walked through thousands of people, <laughs> like thousands. It, like everyone was screaming. I heard people screaming my name too, and a few people were, were like, uh, like saying, "Go Natalie!" That was, oh, yeah, that was awesome. It wasn't yeah. just the team; and the entire school knows her story. And it's it's pretty cool. And they won that game. They did. So you got to lead out on their victory walk, which is where the tradition there at Bellhaven, where they come down the street before they go in for the game. It was their opening game, if I remember correctly. I met your your wonderful story watching it unfold on the news. I was like, who is that beautiful little girl who is getting to trot all those um, big dudes into into victory? You you did not miss a beat. You knew exactly what you were were doing. Did you feel at home there, leading it, leading the way? Yeah. Yeah, and they won. And I, real, and I found out that I'm actually very good at football. Are you? Which position do you play? No, I don't play yet. <laughs> but I found out that I can catch a football. Like I cannot catch anything else. But when they put a football in front of me and we were playing football, I was playing football with somebody. They, I was actually really good. Well, that is that is something a lot of people can't do is catch a football. So you definitely have skills, Miss Natalie. What are your hopes and dreams as you as you grow up and put this chapter of life behind you? Are you going to be attending Bill Haven? Probably for college because it's a college. Mm-hmm. Going to take me a while to get there. That's because you're eight, but you're headed in that direction. So, do they have a game? Are you following the football team now? Do they have a game this weekend? Yes, they do. Who do they play? They play. I'm impressed that you knew they had a game. So, and I am super impressed that you are a wise little eight year old, and happy to hear that you are on the upswings with your health. And you now got a good. You're now part of the Good Things family. So, anytime y'all are back in Jackson, stop by and say hi. Okay. Yep. And thank you. I just. I feel like my best support was my family. Your best support is your family. Do the Blazers have a Go Blazers? What do they say? Go Blazers. Go Blazers? Okay. There's not a Hottie Toddy or a Hill State or something like that? No. I think you need to create them one. All right, you guys <laughs> stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Beat. 
positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. things. Don't forget you can catch us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. We also have our Super Talk Mississippi news team. They are covering your Mississippi stories so stay up to date. You can sign up for our free weekly newsletter at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. It is Friday so that means that we've got football here for you coming up on Super Talk Mississippi. You can catch a local game on just about every Super Talk Mississippi station plus you can stream a ton of games and get up to the minute score from across the entire state by going to supertalk.fm slash high school. You can click on sports on the Supertalk Mississippi app, and there's all you got. But if you want more sports talk, you can get that coming up at 6 p.m. after after sports talk on Friday and catch the Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show at 10 p.m. on uh, Friday nights anywhere you listen or watch Supertalk Mississippi. And since Will East is the host of the scoreboard preview show on Fridays, what we got coming up, Will? Uh, we got toothpick bowls. Oh, is okay. this? Are we getting into the season of like the the little bowls within? That's one of those. That's one of my favorite parts Rivalry about games. Yeah, we got Rivalry toothpick games. bowls. We got a little egg bowl, not a big egg bowl, but a little. But egg that's bowl. Startville in Oxford, right? Startville in Oxford. Did they have an option of naming it anything different? I don't think so. They used to play back in like the <laughs> '60s and '70s, and then like in the '80s, they quit playing each other for some reason, and they started it back up about ten years ago. In fact, I think this is the tenth uh, anniversary of the Little Egg Bowl, and just a natural fit. I mean, what else are you going to name it? I don't think there. I don't think you, you had couldn't. an option. Well, I don't know. I guess again, you'd have to be very into your school sports to recognize what the rivalry is. Okay, so let me ask it this way because I was trying to go back. I was like, I don't remember what our actual rival was. Does Terry have a rival? I'm, I'm sure they do. It's not like they, that. I don't know if it's named rivalry. Uh, some you know some rivalries have a special name like the battle for the little brown jug, and they have a a, a trophy that goes along with it. Uh, we also have the Golden Chicken Trophy. Okay, uh, that is Morton and I can't remember. The, is it Scott Central? It's one of the teams that Morton. I know Morton's involved in it. I can't remember the other team that's that's in it, but they have a, a actual chicken trophy. Uh, and then <laughs> Bogachita and Lloyd Star play in the. It's this is disgusting. It's the <laughs> Possum Bowl. And the reason why they call it the Possum Bowl is because back in the day, two coaches uh, on the team didn't think that the, the teams were fired up enough, so they went and hid dead possums all around the school and blamed it on the other school. Okay? Saying, back hey, in the day when you could do that, yeah, you, you could, could do all that. in and you could vandalize and yeah. it would be funny. <laughs> uh, Daniel and Boonville, one of my favorites because I was there for it, the Skunk Bowl, okay, that was in 2010, 2011, Boonville and Baldwin. They're playing a football game. I can't remember which team is with. They both start with B, and my, my I'm, I don't have that good of a memory anymore. Anyway, they're both playing, and one team was down, and the other team was driving, and they were about to put it put the game away. And then all of a sudden, 
in the stands, there's this commotion. Sidelines, there's this big commotion. There's a skunk that has gotten <laughs> into the stands. Could and you it's imagine? just driving people crazy. It's all on video. You can watch it on uh, YouTube if you if you want to. Thankfully, you can't smell it. Uh, and then uh, the next play, after they got, you know, everything was rest- – all the you know, uh, chaos died down and everything was restored. The next play, the other team intercepts the ball, and then they drive down the field and – Score game-winning touchdown. So Nina and Grenada says in 1968, Terry's rival was Byram. That's right because it, so when I came came to be of school age, that's when Byram and Terry um, Terry had closed yeah. or they they merged. Um, so that would have been back in. Okay, math is really hard. I, so 12 year two thousand mid 90s is when yeah. that would have sort of taken place so i guess there would have been the rivalry so okay so what is the recipe for a rivalry right because if you think about is it location because it feels like a lot so, are sort yeah, of similar sometimes. in location yeah or because you really don't have rival unless you get into when it comes to colleges or universities and then when you get into professional sports there is more distance because there's on there's a limited number in a, in yeah. a smaller space um, and so is that like the main thing is just or is it the bowl games? That's not really a rivalry game with someone with the skunk. You just happened to be the two teams that played yeah. there when the skunk decided to. And do they, they play, I think you have to have history against you, you can't like the other team. OK, but why do you can't like, be, why do you wake up one day and just go, uh, we don't like you? Well, Proximity, it's like you said, saying, location. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or it could be uh, in the case of the toothpick bowl that we have tonight between Knoxby County and Louisville. One coach was at one team and then he went over to the other team. And so all of a sudden, they've been playing for a long time. Now, this coach that was over there winning games, now he's over here winning games, Coach MC Miller. So it takes one person to tick the other person, and then it's like us versus you. And yeah. then it just, now we don't even know why we hate each other, but we just do because. Everybody else become for us didn't like yeah. the other person. It's like uh, the Rankin County Super Bowl. Is that Brandon and Pearl? Brandon and Pearl. Or is it Brandon and Northwest? Most Brandon and Pearl. And they don't know why they don't like each other. They just don't. Oh, I do. <laughs> I don't live there. You do. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't know where the eat dirt thing came from. That's a whole and thing. And that is feels so, so – why? Okay, so I think this is and, – and I know ladies can smack talk. And I know – I get that, so this isn't necessarily a sexist thing, but it feels like I always get so nervous when football season rolls around because it feels like our men, the men in our life, like especially my husband's friends, mutual friends, it's like this flip that switches, and you all will go for the throat with the trash talking. The flip that switches, or the switch, you switch that, that flips. flips. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> Uh, and you will say things that, you know, I don't know, aren't kind and about, uh, you know, everything else. And and then it's like you have a beer the next weekend or you're in church together and it's no big deal. And I'm over here like having to analyze and make sure we're all OK. And it's like, no, we're fine. It's just the way it is. I just do they teach all that in school that you know. can have that kind of rivalry within sports teams and then. Um, and then, like, deep, like, departmentalize it from the rest of your relationships in life. Because, I mean, I know people who are married, they have split households between state and Ole Miss. And then, you know, and, and some handle it better than others. 
others during this time of year they they have set they go to separate events <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the games i mean you know and then, but then they come back together and they just act like it you know you can gloat for so there's rules around the gloating part of it um i don't know it just makes me it's, it makes me itch when the trash talking starts and it just feels so unkind but yet everybody's on board for it it's like we're all here we're all good with it yeah it's fine I, I will tell you this. I, last weekend, my wife scheduled us to be at a dinner with uh, somebody from the church for this big meeting at the exact same time the Ole Miss game was kicking off. Oh. And I told her, I said, I will have my phone out and I will be watching the game. She said, no, you won't. And I said, okay, I won't. And I just kind of hid it. <laughs> and I had YouTube TV playing the game. And by the way, I was one of three people. There was, there was ten people there. Three of us were watching games during that whole day. It dinner. does feel like, at least here in the South, it is socially acceptable to kind of be peeking in, checking in during this sort of time. I think most spouses at this point are just grateful that you showed up to whatever it is that collided with the game. And so you kind of get like a, a little bit of a hall pass, you know, um, with that. I know I can't remember the... Um, you may. What? Uh, October 13th, 2007. It was an Ole Miss played. It's the day we got married. It was an Ole Miss game. It was a big deal. And so we just accommodated the fact that I didn't know the schedule whenever we, yeah, we there's created like a, it. There's a uh, week on the calendar coming up where Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Southern are all off, not playing that Saturday. Just kind of a weird quinky dink. And so there is not a venue to be booked. I know that Every, everybody's got weddings. There's events that whole weekend. Everybody that that's the weekend to do things that weekend because you won't have these distractions. When you all got we all got married in the summer, didn't you? Yes. So was that like but when when you guys were making that oh, my husband texted in, it was Ole Miss versus Alabama. <laughs> so it would have been yeah. um, sort of this way. I remember it being um, an issue. I was like, I just don't understand. Um, but, you know, whatever. Um, I don't remember. I wonder who won that game. I'm sure you're listening. I'm sure, I'm sure Alabama did. I'm, I'm <laughs> Back in 2007? I, yeah, you know, yeah, probably, probably so. Um, well, let's not forecast anything for the upcoming upcoming weekend. It's, you know, it's not our anniversary yet, so maybe you'll do better on this date than you did back in <laughs> back in um, October. I don't know where that was going with with that. But anyway, all right, stick with us. It is Friday, so we got Tanya with movies coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. (laughs) 
this part of the assignment, Will, or did you fail us again? What? I was really hoping that it would be the Jackson 5 again. <laughs> I'm assuming this isn't part of any movie coming up this week. Well, Tears of a, a Clown, because a lot of these actors are going to have to become clowns to get some work because <laughs> yeah. they've been on strike so long. I like how you how you spun that. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. But it is Friday, so we've got Tanya in the house to talk movies, at least while we can. Yeah. I don't think that'll ever get to the point where we just won't have any new releases at all. I mean, it would take a while for for that right it would i mean it takes once a, a movie is filmed it usually takes about a year for post production to happen depending on the movie so theoretically we should have new releases for a while i'm thinking though there's going to be weekends where instead of having two or three movies there may just be one you know as it progresses but i actually read earlier today that there is a lot of talk that there may be a deal being reached right now. Um, they're actually meeting today. There was a, a meeting yesterday that they said there was progress made, and they're continuing that meeting today with, like, some studio executives, which they say is very unusual for them to show up. They usually send representatives. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a sign that we are close to the end. That's what I want. I want to reach a level in life where I just send out representatives I know, for just everything. Go take care of that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. But at least for now, we still have new releases. Yeah, so. and this, I have to be honest, this is not a weekend at all that I'm excited about. So I'm thrilled. We have lots of great football to watch tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but the first one is the fourth Expendables movie. Um, and this one, um, you know, Jason Stratham is in it. Um, and he is kind of taking over the lead role in this series um, from Sylvester Stallone. And this is another one of those movies that kind of took its time to come out because of COVID. And, um, you know, there were some disagreements between Sylvester Stallone and producers. He wasn't completely happy with the direction it was going in and at one point i think he may have even dropped out of the franchise but he came back uh, with the intention of having a smaller role in this movie and then handing the reins over to jason's character so uh anyway this one all i can say about it is um did you see it no and and i won't I'm going to be honest. I love it when she gets... I didn't see one, two, or three. three, So so. we're not going for four. (laughs) My husband did. I actually talked to him about them last night. Um, I thought maybe I could get him to go see this one for me, but he was like, nah. Um, Our kid had a baseball game, so we were kind of occupied. But he, um, you know, he says they're fine, but I think if you're one of those that, you know, loves just the, the big rough guy action movie if you like one two three you're gonna like this one it's just more of the same but you know to me these movies are kind of in the same vein as rambo and some of those big action movies from the 80s uh and it is rated r and you know lots of blood and violence that kind of stuff rambo was one that rhino had mentioned i don't remember was it last week or the week before you were here tanya we were talking about bringing movies back to the big screen that we yeah. never got chance to see that they would you know you would go out and see again and so for us kids you know they're born early 80s we missed all of those action in the actual theater we didn't catch them later until blockbuster or tnp and all that that would be one that you'd like to see in its original form but you know on the big screen now yeah definitely fun. 
Um, and that's kind of is when people saw him as a totally different person. I mean, that was a, a, a totally different character from anything we'd seen Sylvester Stallone do t- up to that point. Um, and then the other one is uh, the latest horror. I mean, we have a horror movie every weekend, even when it's not Halloween season. And this one's called It Lives Inside. No, it doesn't. <laughs> But it is PG thirteen, so uh, if that makes you feel better, um, no, it one, doesn't. This is a teenage uh, horror movie, um, and it's about a young girl who she lives kind of an idyllic life in a suburb until a friend of hers unleashes a curse. There's always one, yeah, yeah, in every friend group. I tell my daughter to watch certain friends, yeah. This one, the curse is in a, kept in a mason jar, which I find very interesting. That kind of makes me want to see it, just to see how they <laughs> how they pull that off. Yeah. Uh, you think you'd be able to see it? Does it shine? Does it glimmer? Yeah, I'm not sure. Is it distilled in the backyard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, mason jars are expensive now, so you've got to handle those things with care. Absolutely. So, I mean, does it have any other? I mean, you hadn't seen that one either, but. I feel like that would be scary. Does somebody for, have to help, help them get the top off? You yeah, know, because it's always what, difficult. Is there a yeah, granny in the background? Out, Turn it over and give it four pumps. <laughs> Take a butter knife to the side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. They, but, they, they could add some humor in there. Yeah. But also, I guess I should mention Barbie is out for one more week. So if you haven't seen it in the theaters and want to, this is your last chance. And it's also being re-released on IMAX. So, uh, and then it'll start streaming. In fact, it's already streaming at home. Um, but I think you have to pay for it. Uh, but after this week, it'll, you know, you'll, you'll, it'll be everywhere. It'll be everywhere for you to be able to stream and enjoy. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, talking about some new releases or re-releases, um, for Halloween, Hocus Pocus is coming back to the big screen, which I, you know, that's one of those movies that you either love it or endure it. Again, it's a terrifying movie for kids to watch. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say this because I just I'm not one of those people that love this movie. I liked the sequel better. Um, but I agree. I watched the first so I could watch the second because I was a weirdo that hadn't seen it because my parents raised me with morals and strict standards. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but yeah, it would, I, the sequel was better. I appreciate the the fun around the three characters around yeah. the time of Halloween, but the actual film itself to me was just cheese on cheese on cheese. I agree. And I mean, you know, the color, the colors and the costumes were fun, you know. But other than that. I, yeah, those characters really annoyed me. But mm-hmm. um, And then Nightmare Before Christmas is being re-released um, about the middle of October on the 20th, which to me that's really is. I mean, it's it's Halloween and Christmas all rolled up into one. But um, I have a niece that is obsessed with this movie, so I watch it every year with her. Um, and so that's a fun one to go back to the big screen. I think you're, you fall into that camp. You either like it or you, it's not. Yeah. Free. Yeah. For sure. Uh, it's got good music, mm-hmm. you know. So that, I think that's what I sets appreciate it apart. the artistic um, vision of it, the way it was done, but it was not one I would watch on repeat. Yeah. For me. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, also we've got on Netflix this weekend, if you're a fan of the Spy Kids genre, 
there's a new one coming out, and this is actually considered a reboot of the franchise. Um, you've got, in this one, the parents are played by Zachary Levi and Gina Rodriguez, um, and as usual, they look like normal parents who annoy their kids. Um, their kids get into a little jam, and the parents have to come out uh, and reveal the fact that they are spies and save the day. So um, it's, it's something fun. Um, you know, I think it's safe for the whole family to watch it, and it is on Netflix. So that's something you can stay home and watch this weekend. My daughter would be like, I knew it. I knew <laughs> there was something strange about you <laughs> and your job. You were a great spy. Yes, I am. Yeah, sure wouldn't that be something to fe- find out that your parents are spies? It would make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things would fit together. Yeah. Well, um, I thought with summer coming to a close, I did a little research to figure out, okay, what were the top mm-hmm. summer movies ever? Uh, now, this information does not include Barbie. Um, she hasn't closed yet. She, she hasn't closed the books yet. But um, this does consider inflation, which to me is a very hard thing to determine I don't know. Ticket sales have changed so much that, to me, I don't think you're really comparing apples to apples. But as good as you can do that, um, the the number 10 movie of all time, summer movie, is Raiders of the Lost Ark, followed by The Lion King at number 9. Number 8, Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, which the, that's... Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I went to go see that, Tanya. And let me tell you what. So excited to walk in there. Yeah. So disappointed when I walked yes, out. Yes, yes. I mean, I have never, I don't remember any movie to this day being as antis- anticipated as that was. And then and such a letdown. So many letdowns. I remember downloading the trailer. This is back in the days of dial-up. Downloading the trailer, and it took like 10 hours to download a three-minute trailer. <laughs> What's the rest of uh, it? Uh, Jurassic Park, Return of the Jedi. Avengers Endgame, Empire Strikes Back, Jaws was number three, uh, E.T. number two, and number one was the original Star Wars. So Star Wars had three spots. I'm going to guess Barbie probably beat one of them. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately. All right. (laughs) Go watch football. That's what Tanya's saying this weekend. (laughs) And stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Maybe you wanna give me kisses sweet. I don't want to kiss you. No. But I want you to listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And then coming up tomorrow, you got the Handyman Show. You've got him coming up from 10 to noon. Don't forget Garden Mama from 8, wait, 
is eight to ten, and then ten to noon is the handyman. Garden Mama starts off at eight. But he's going to have Brent Bean of the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation joining him for the show to tell you about how they are helping prepare teenagers and young adults for the workforce. And he has really great music because he's the rock and roll handyman. How long he's our he is super one of Super Talk's longest running yes shows, if not longest running show at the moment. Mm. He would rival maybe Paul. That's back in the mists of time, Rebecca. Um, Were you just a wee lad? When- I, I was probably just a wee lad. But, yes, he's been on for a long time. And the reason why they call him the rock and roll handyman is because he actually plays guitar. He used to be in a bunch of bands. He's originally from the Boston area, although he's lived in Mississippi for many, many years now. Uh, but he's he opened for bands like The Doors and, you know, just the, you, these groups that you hear every single day uh, – and there's probably a lot more that I'm not – the band Boston, I think he opened for them one time. So he he met a lot of these people. Which is really cool. Yeah. You could have met Slash at the Waffle House in – I know. In um, Biloxi had you been down there. You know, I didn't hear, did we have a winner? Hopefully you let them know. And they two made, winners, And yes. they made it to the show. I think they did. I think they got their limo ride <laughs> to did, and they from. Ch- did they choose to go <laughs> to the show or from the show? To and from, I believe. Words matter, Will, yeah. when you write out these live reads uh, in that way. Have you ever just walked in somewhere unassuming? It's one thing, like I think I also saw or I shared on the Good Things Facebook group where Tim Tebow last weekend um, was uh, in Startville for the state game uh, because obviously I think game day was there, but he walked into um, the Almond Bakery there in Startville just to order something, right? Like those folks who chose the Almond Bakery that day for breakfast or pregame snack wasn't assuming that Tim Tebow was just going to walk in and order a muffin. Um, have you ever been somewhere that like somebody famous just walked in and you were like, wow, I was or on walk the, in and they're there? I was on the square the weekend, the day that Dave Chappelle was on the square for some reason. I don't know why, but I wasn't in. I wasn't in the same restaurant or bar as as he was. But there was like people walking in, going, "Dave Chappelle is walking down the street." And, you know, we were like, "What?" Um, we didn't want to leave our beers, so we didn't get up and and go see him. But uh, priorities. Yes. Yeah, priorities. Jerry Rice was in the Beau Rivage my very first time gambling. So on my 21st birthday, my parents took, or around my 21st birthday, it was my first official casino experience. And he was in an area of the casino that I don't have an income to be at. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but he was up top or whatever, and he, he, was, he, he waved at me. No, he was, yeah. he was waving to the people that and my dad then had to give me a, a cultural lection, a, um, lecture, not lecture, but education on who is Jerry Wright? Oh, you people yeah. so excited about Jerry. Um, but he was there. And then um, in New Orleans, Walked in and Richard Simmons, and we walked into the, um, what's the restaurant that's downstairs? We have one here now where you can get charboiled oysters. Um, we have one right here centrally located. They don't advertise with us, so. Okay, the, just skip that. Okay, and he was, <laughs> we were there for the um, half marathon. It was, the, um, I'll never forget that because I got sick off those oysters. But um, he was there sitting and eating and sparkly things. And uh, Richard Simmons? Richard Simmons. Wow. So but this would have been. Before he went missing. Yes, before he went missing. Yes. And so it's strange to see a character like that in the flesh. And so you're like, wow, there's Richard Simmons. Uh, let's see. Somebody from the 662 says, met Tyler Perry in Hickory Flat one day. Really? That's cool. 
And then uh, somebody else from the 662 says, John Daly at the Waffle House in Russellville, Arkansas. Well, I could see that. You know, that's a that's an animal in his natural habitat right there. John Daly at a Waffle House in Arkansas. Well, Slash looked pretty comfortable. He looked like a very typical Waffle House goer. I mean, he was when you see the pit when you see the picture, which you still can over on the Good Things Facebook group. But I felt like he either was he either had a rough night, or he was <laughs> gearing up for a rough night. You know, I mean, all those years in Guns and Roses, they you know they they've 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 lived through some stuff, and so you just need them smothered, covered in chunks. <laughs> Need that extra little. Ump. He didn't have his hat on though. His big, hat, his big top hat. No, well, his signature I, top so hat. So I appreciate, like, if you know, it's cool whenever. And you look at, you probably have seen more than you think, and you're like, is that? A, but they don't have on whatever it is that makes them, you know, sort of stand out. So when you're going out to all these games this weekend, you, well, I guess they're both away though this weekend. Correct. Yes. I know a little bit. It's because I talked to Brian Haydad at the remote the other day. He's great at educating you on things football. And he's coming up next from 3 to 6 with Sports Talk Mississippi. Um, but we'll be back with you Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. good things for Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.